you good morning and thank y'all for tuning in to thoughts by deville di this is your host deville di man hey look is r kelly finessing us i'm gonna ask you again is r kelly finessing us i was on facebook and i saw a video of r kelly and he was saying that um one of his business partners hit him up and told him that he had a way to, for them to make millions of dollars so he hit up all these ladies that he used to deal with, including his ex-wife, and paid his ex-wife to go along with the shenanigans. And that's where the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries came from. He said that he finessed. He literally said that he finessed us. And, you know, that they're like, we're going to put together this documentary of all these allegations that everybody already knew about you know all these things have already came out and they're gonna just re-air them and make millions of dollars off of it he finessed us that's what he's saying i'm not going i don't know if y'all going for it but i'm not going for it and i'm gonna tell you why because these uh investigations that have been started uh fulton county they're investigating him, several other places, several other states. Investigations into some of these allegations have been started. And I do not believe that these people would put themselves in jeopardy in that way by getting on TV and making these statements, knowing that it's going to crank something up that there'll be repercussions for because it'll be one thing if uh, the story was promoted or pushed out there as you know uh fantasy or as you know just um fiction but it was presented in a way that as if it is factual so when i i know for a fact that investigators and detectives one thing is that they do not liking that they're not going to go for us people wasting their time or their resources and for them to open up an investigation that's costing them man hours you know that's costing them time away from other investigating other crimes that they could be working on and i'm pretty sure if it's found out that all this stuff was just put out put together and put out for entertainment purposes that there are more than likely could be you know uh, a legal repercussions against the people that are involved in putting this whole thing together and participating in this so i heard that there's been warrants issued and all type of stuff so you're not gonna convince me that this was all just done in an effort to make money because you're gonna spend a lot of that money fighting off these cases from him i've seen where and i don't know how legit the I don't know how how legit the information is, but I've seen reports saying that uh, warrants have been issued for the manager, I believe. And I think some may have been issued for uh, R. Kelly himself. So, yeah, man, you're not going to convince me that you just made this up. You know, that y'all just put this together in an effort to make money. It doesn't seem too far-fetched, but it, I would think that somebody would have had the foresight to say, hey, if we do this, it's gonna there's gonna be legal problems that come along with it. And when you set out to make money, your purpose is to make money. You don't want to spend that money fighting off 
the backwash from uh from the 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 project that you put out somebody told me one time years ago when you open up the floodgates be ready for the backwash the backflow so there's now we're starting to see some of this black backflow and and you know um momentum starting to shift towards okay if all this stuff has happened and all this stuff is going on and all, and and stuff is allegedly still going on you know all these accusations have been made then we, we're going to do something about it and i don't think that that's just going to be uh taken lightly or swept under the table but that's whatever whatever so now let's get into the what deville thinks segment of the show if you don't know what deville thinks is the part of the show where i take different topics given to me by the audience and i just give my commentary on them so uh you can tag me on instagram posts you can dm me on instagram you can dm me on twitter you can tag me you can post them directly to my Thoughts by DeVille DI Facebook page. You can email them to me at thoughtsbydevillei at gmail.com. And I'll get into them. So what somebody sent me today was a video of Tyler, the creator. And he was speaking on racism. And to paraphrase what he said, he said um, that if you sit in the house all day, every day, and all you hear is stories about dogs attacking people and all you see on news and on tv is stories of dogs attacking people then when you go out into the world and you see a dog you're gonna think about the things that you saw because that's all you know about dogs and he was basically saying that that's how he feel it is really the root of uh, a lot of the racism that's going on now in today's society is that people haven't been exposed to different races and different creeds and all they know of them is the stories that they heard the bad stories that they heard and and the uh the horror stories that they heard about how you know these people live and how they move and how they function and he and i guess he feels that's where a lot of the racism and the, the bigotry comes from towards people because they have never been exposed to people so what I think about that is, is uh, I'm with him. I'm with him on that. A lot of people haven't had close uh, relationships or close interactions with people outside of their own race and own people. Because if you think about it, a lot of people grew up in neighborhoods with people that look just like them. So when all they know about outsiders is what they've heard so when they encounter people that are not from their neighborhoods from not from their cities who didn't go to the schools that they go to didn't grow up with them they just have these preconceived notions of what they've been taught like for instance where i live there's a neighborhood where i often hear people talk about how bad it is and how they don't want to be caught there after dark and I don't want to go there at night and so on and so forth. And then seven miles away, there's another neighborhood where they're just all willy-nilly and, and, and happy to be there and have no worries about being there. But this is the thing. That second neighborhood that they're not worried about, that they don't feel like is a bad neighborhood, they think that 
because they don't know that that area has way more crime against people than the other neighborhood does. There's been more, over the past couple of years, there's been more robberies, there have been more assaults, there's been more theft on persons, there have been more, um, what do you call it, like, wait, uh, I guess you call it like sexual battery and all these type of things have happened in this neighborhood that they don't feel like is a bad neighborhood far more than the neighborhood that everybody is afraid of. And I know this for a fact because I actually had to, uh, to do the research of like all the the records pulled for like 911 calls for this second area and I saw it for myself. There's way more going on in the neighborhood that nobody's worried about than there is the one that everybody's afraid of. But everybody's afraid of it. Why? Because the demographic over there is different than what they're used to. The people there are not the people they're used to seeing, the type of people that they're used to being around. And that makes them afraid because they already have it in their head that these people act a certain kind of way. So that's how they view the whole area so man what we got to do is we got to get rid of these preconceived notions about each other man and deal with people on an individual basis you know people are good to you be good to them you understand what i'm saying don't judge people off the rip don't pass judgment on people before you even met these people before you even know these people before you even know what they're like yeah that was kind of deep man i like that but we're gonna keep this show wrong but first I'm going to tell you about my sponsor, and then I'm going to get right back with you. So, man, I've been seeing a lot of uh, memes and posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, talking about this whole government shutdown and making jokes about people not going to get their taxes, and you got to wait a little longer before you can ball out and so on and so forth. And I, I just wanted to speak on it briefly for a second. Do people not realize that the government shutdown is affecting way more than your raggedy-ass taxes? There are literally thousands of people out there who are employed, working every day, and are not getting paid for it, are not going to be paid for the work that they are doing because of this government shutdown. So, let's say that... This goes on for a while. Let's say that, you know, it doesn't get, they don't get an immediate resolution, which it doesn't seem like they're going to get one. Because the most recent meeting, meeting that they had, they say that, you know, uh, Trump walked out. It was very brief. Now, it's funny now that we're joking about people not getting their tax because you know we know first of all there are a lot of people out there who use their income tax refunds to basically make it through you know six months or more of the year that's their kind of their safety buffer to help them get through the year and then on top of that you have people's um benefits as far as like um i don't know man but <laughs> there are people who are receiving benefits from the government that are not going to receive those benefits benefits because it is elderly people and so on and so forth so what do you think is going to happen if this goes on for months and you have all these federal workers not receiving pay for their work 
you have all these people not receiving their benefits eventually this is gonna this could possibly lead to chaos in the streets because when these people start to get hungry what do you think they're gonna do when these people get to the point where they can't they can no longer pay their mortgages they can no longer pay their car notes you know kids free lunches you know might get cut things like that what do you think people are going to do you think this is going to pan out to be a peaceful situation with all these people not being able to eat with all these people uh financial livelihood just cut off like that it's not a pretty situation as it's definitely not a joking or funny situation to be talking about i don't know how we resolve this issue personally i'm not that deeply involved in politics or that knowledgeable about politics to say who needs to do what to make this whole government shutdown come to an end but i know that we need to find a way somebody needs to find a way to make it come to an end so i guess he's pretty much just trying to bully the world into funding well not the world to bully the country into fund giving him the funds he needs for this wall and yes, there was a point where uh, Obama did shut down the government, too. I think it's stupid altogether, period. I don't care who shuts the government down. I think it's a dumb idea. I think it's a dumb thing to do. People have lives to live out here, and that's real hella, hella petty. It's a bully tactic. We're gonna, I'm going to shut everything down until you do what I want to do. That's what bullies do. That's what people in the streets do. You understand what I'm saying? We're going to shut everything down. It's an old war tactic, man. Starve them out. Cut off their resources. Cut off their supplies. And eventually they'll cave in. That's what's happening to us right now, America. I hope y'all recognize this. So the next time you feel tempted. Excuse me. You feel tempted to make a joke about it. You might want to think twice, man. But y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some morning discipline. And that's what I'm going to give you. Morning discipline for the day. Hold on. Let me take a sip. Getting kind of parched. Morning discipline for the day. Be nice to people. Be nice to people. It costs you nothing. Being nice is mandatory. Being nice is a necessity in business and just in life in general. Because people will forget things you did for them. People will forget things that you gave them. People will even eventually forget things that you taught them, things you showed them. But what will last forever is how you made a person feel. People will always remember how you made them feel. People will always hold on to the way you left the room. You want, when you walk into a room of people that know you, you want that vibe to be good. You want them to feel good about you walking in the room. You don't want them to be like, oh, here this mother. Come. You want to be like, hey, damn, there goes DeVille D.I. Good dude. Because you never know what uh, what's going to transpire. They say the tables turn. They say people switch seats. When I was sitting in the airport the other day, guy was walking by. He sees another guy, and he stops, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? 
and they're going to have this conversation about, you know, one's asking the other if he's still working for this specific company and what's going on. And the other guy's telling him how, you know, he's one of the few people left in the department and, you know, they're shutting this down, shutting that down. And the other guys, you know, he's talking and, and before he leaves, he's like, thank you, you know, for saving my life or whatever you want to call it 10 years ago. See, 10 years ago, this man saw a company crumbling that this other guy worked for. And he helped that guy get himself out of that situation, get into a whole new, you know, situation, a better situation. And clearly these guys weren't close because it was apparent from listening to them talk that it had been years between the time that these things are happening now. It was clear that these people hadn't seen each other for a while. But that man, once he seen him in the airport, he took time to stop and tell him that he appreciated what he did for him 10 years ago. People will never forget how you made them feel. People will never forget kindness. People say that they'll take that 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 people take your kindness for a weakness. I don't think they may, they may, but I don't think that's always necessarily true. I think that a lot of people put out fake kindness. They put they do kind things expecting to get something back out of the deal and people can see through that so when people see that you're trying to finesse them with your kindness they put you in a certain pocket and they look at you a certain type of way that's all i'm gonna say about that be nice to people man it'll take you kindness and manners will take you places that degrees will not Take this information and do what it, whatever you will. But I'm going to need for you to get you a breakfast so you have energy to get out here and get shit done. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated to masturbate today. Either way, you made a difference. And as always, I'm going to tell y'all, thank you for tuning in to DeVille D.I. Thoughts by DeVille D.I. If you want to show some love to the podcast, show us some support, some support, go over to that cash app, D-V-I-L-L-E-D-I. Send your boy a couple of dollars, man. Let's keep this whole show thing going and rolling, man. Go over and like that Facebook page, Thoughts by DeVille DI. Like it. Throw some comments on there. Throw some reviews on there. All the love is appreciated, man. I appreciate every listen that I get, man. If it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all are my motivation. Every time I look at my stats and I see something, see, see uh, that people are, are still tuning in, Makes me happy, man. So that's really all I need out of this. I'm out of here, man, though. Peace.